Welcome to the Fantasy End Podcast, where we share our love for all things fantasy and discuss the broader speculative fiction industry. Welcome to the Fantasy End. Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy End Podcast. This week we're talking about mood reading. Some of us at the end never plan out our reading more than a book at a time, and others make meticulous reading plans, but don't always follow them. So, but before we dive into that, what's everyone reading? Sarah? Um, I haven't finished yet. I started yesterday Fina by Nino Cipri. Uh, and I'm supposed to start a buddy read of Empire of Gold with you uh, in a few <laughs> hours. Um, but I'm still st- uh, stuck like 80% into Fina. I don't know why. Um, well, I do know why because I got distracted by a TV show. Uh, uh, and it's uh, it's so much fun so far. It's basically a novella about an equivalent of Ikea with wormholes and it's anti-capitalistic as fuck and it's super queer and i love it so i need to finish that and then um start with empire of gold by s.a shakarborty with trav Hugh. so i was literally just downstairs uh finishing off all systems read by martha wells before i came up so at the moment i'm reading nothing but the motherbot books are if the first is any indication, fan-fucking-tastic. And the second one's even better if you're jumping into that soon. Yeah, see, that kind of ties in because I don't know whether I'm going to go on to the second or read something completely fucking different. <laughs> That's on theme. Uh, what about you, Cup? I'm reading Waste Tide by Chen Chiofan. No, uh, sorry. Um, it's translated by... Ken Lu. So it's about this place called Silicon Isle, where it's basically just a giant trash heap. And there's uh, people called the Waste People. And it's a commentary on capitalism and the environment. I'm reading it for the climate slash environment bingo square. I'll finish it. Don't worry. Tam? Um, I just started, um, Aftermath by Chuck Wendig, which is a, um, Star Wars novel immediately following episode six. And I'm not very far in because I only started the audiobook this morning, but it is hilarious that those books start by playing the Star Wars theme song. And when you listen to that on two times speed, you giggle at it quite a lot. Um, that is all I've got on it so far. <laughs> See, I get that too. See, with the Rivers of London books, I listen to those on like 2.5 speed and it has this like really smooth, calming jazz at the start of every chapter. But when you're listening that fast, it's just a fucking onslaught of sound. Yeah, that's my closest experience with that is audio dramas. Like I've, I've got listening fast to them, which I know is blasphemous for audio dramas, down pretty well, except for Footsteps. Anytime someone starts to take footsteps, it's supposed to sound like a normal person walking, and it just sounds like they're flat out sprinting to get wherever they need to go. (laughs) 
I'm currently reading Bray by Rowena Miller, or technically I just finished it. But I think it was a, a really strong sequel to the first book, Torn. I really dived a lot more into each of the characters and to the political tension and conflict that went on. It's a much more nuanced book, I think, than the first one was. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. So on to today's topic, uh, mood reading. What do we mean by that? What exactly is mood reading? For me, it means picking up a book, um, depending on which mood you're in. And it's not like if you're happy, you pick up a book. If you're sad, you pick up another book. No, it's more like a, a weird combination of tropes and tone and writing that fits whatever mood you're in. So it's basically it's chaotic reading um, <laughs> compared to something more organized, more um, spreadsheet-like, uh, and um, uh, it's just more intuitive, more depending on whatever you feel like. Well, it's a form of craving, but it in reading form, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. Like, I have like, fits of mood reading, and I can be organized sometimes, but not most of the time. And... When I have those, you know, mood reading, mood reading feelings, it's like I am in the mood for something and I have no idea what it is. It's like, you know that Ryan Gosling meme where it's like, what do you want? That is me because I have no fucking idea what I want to read. I just know that it is not anything that I am picking up. <laughs> oh, that sounds so much like me too. Like I will do the same thing where I'll be like, oh yeah, I want to read something. I don't fucking know what it is, but I want to read it. And I'll go through like 12 books to the first 10% and be like, this is not what I felt like. Do I know what I fucking felt like? No, I don't. Let's try again. Uh, I hate it when it happens. Sometimes I'll look at my shelf and then pick up a book because I like the cover or the title on my shelf. It's not really mood reading, but it's reading because I feel like it. Or you just look at it and I think this might be good now. Yeah, I know for me, my mood reading is typically I will be the opposite of a mood reader and planning what I'm going to read. And I'll have all these detailed lists and like everything's perfectly structured and broken down in a timeline. And then I just really don't want to pick up any of the books on that list. And I pick something at random that I'm in the mood for at the moment. The problem is, how do you know what you're in the mood for? Like... I will sit there and stare at my bookshelf for three hours going, I want to read something. I don't know what I'm in the mood for, though. And I'll sit there and stare at the bookshelf and three hours later I'll go to bed because I gave up. <laughs> Generally, it just means that I'm not in the mood for any of the books that I own, but I'm in the mood for a book that I do not own and that is priced on Kindle at like 11 euros. That's what I'm in the mood for because my brain is a bitch. That's why. So for those who are mood readers, have you ever tried like a month or a week or a day where you um, go the opposite route and plan out your reading? And I guess for the opposite, vice versa. Well, I kind of plan out my whole year's worth of reading and then throw that plan out the window two days into the year. You make a list at the beginning of the year? Yeah, like I'd have a good le good reads list for like 2019 reading and it'd have all these books in it and I would read none of them except perhaps a couple of new releases when they came out but for the most part I made the list and then did nothing on it and I was like well that worked well 
Um, if I do that uh, cup, I end up in a slump because if I uh, in a reading slump because if I, if I tell myself uh, I'm not allowed to read anything I'm I'm in the mood for, but I have to read this book, it just means that I don't read anything, and it can last weeks. And I, I guess that's why we had this episode with both mood reading and book slump because reading slump because it's kind of uh, related maybe i guess for me whenever i try and plan out my reading like specifically plan out each book every time i try that it doesn't work so i have to be really vague about it like for the our fantasy bingo my theme is basically books i already own for most of them so it's still partly i can pick this up because i feel like it right now but also there's still some restrictions to it so what's the question just like have we tried doing the opposite yeah if you normally plan out your reading have you ever tried mood reading and how did it work or if you usually mood read have you ever tried planning it out and how did it work for me probably the only time that i ever successfully plan out my reading is when I get myself committed to something that I can't really get out of. So like if I've committed to like certain review copies of a book that's due by a certain deadline, or if I'm preparing for an interview and I need to have some idea of what I'm talking about before I talk to the person live, I will actually typically read those books, whether I'm in the mood for them or not. But sometimes that makes it hard to read for more than like 15 minutes at a time. And so I've been a very, very slow reader recently. Yeah, um, and I think it influences and it has an effect on how we, quote, work, unquote, as bloggers. Because if we are mood readers and we are supposed to read a certain number of books and a certain type of books, like it has an effect on how we review books on, or on how we, like, how we plan our work as bloggers. Yeah, it's almost the point where sometimes... You have to be like a mood planner <laughs> where you hopefully can like plan a little bit in advance, but not a lot. And so like, oh, I'm in the mood for a romance book and there's this romance arc that's available. So I'm going to read and review this. Yeah. <laughs> Good example. <laughs> Just a totally random example chosen. So like with mood reading, at least for me, I was initially thinking about it as when you first pick up a book, like this is the book I want to read. But like, what about in the process of actually reading that? Do you find if you are, if you do consider yourself a mood reader, do you find you stick to that one book that you're reading or do you hop around different books? I hop around a lot, like more than a fucking rabbit. Like I will pick up and be in the middle of like 10 books at the same time just because I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling this one at the moment. I'll come back to it later. And I will just do that and I will hop between books. And like sometimes even in just a sitting of reading, I will change books multiple times because I'm like, ah, I don't feel like this one anymore. Next one. Mm. So I can't really do that because I have like a compulsive need to finish something if I get far enough into it. Unless it turns out to be, you know, absolutely not to my taste. But I can be in the middle of a bunch of books at once, but I would have to finish them. So it's this kind of 
I suppose it's mood reading, but yeah. For me, it depends uh, if I am in the mood for a specific genre or a specific type of book. Um, then yeah, I will finish the book. But if, like Tom said, if I'm not sure what I want, I will hop between books a lot. Uh, and I, I did that this month because I uh, I wasn't... Uh, it's April, by the way. I'm talking about the month of April. It's very important to say those things because we we publish we publish the the episodes um at a specific rhythm um so i hopped between books a lot this month because i couldn't read science fiction and fantasy anymore uh, so i start a book i'm still trying to finish bounds of brass from three weeks Four weeks ago, a month, I, I don't know, time has no meaning. But yeah, I, I hopped between books a lot. And uh, it's because I couldn't find something. Who wrote Bones of Brass? Sorry? Bones of Brass? Who's the author? Oh, uh, Emily uh, uh, Skrutsky. Um, and it's amazing, but uh, halfway through it, I lost interest for no reason. And I hopped to another book and then another. And then another. <laughs> Trev, if, you, if you're a mood reader, do you hop around books when you're in that process of mood reading? Or do you usually stick to the one, this is the book I'm going to read? Uh, I, I like to cheat and split the difference. And so I always have an audiobook, an ebook going on at the same time. Maybe two ebooks, depending. So that way, like, if I'm not feeling the audiobook, I can just sit down with my ebook and read that. And if I'm not feeling the ebook, I can sit down with my audiobook and listen to that. So I always have at least two books going on. I think I don't usually go above three. And if I have three going, it's typically because I'm reading like a graphic novel or maybe uh, a physical book, which <laughs> what are those? I haven't touched one in like a year um, or maybe listening to an audio drama. So do you guys ever have like... You know, you get those, like, think, Damien, what's the word you're looking for? Like, those tips to bust yourself out of a slump. Do you guys, have you ever tried them or found any that actually work for you? Every other booktube channel and their mother makes one eventually. So I guess, yeah, I, I wasn't aware that there was tips on that either. So what, what are some of the tips to break out of a reading slump? I guess it depends why you're slumping. If you don't have the energy for reading like a lot of people now <laughs> um i guess it's just being taking it easy and just maybe trying another another medium like uh, if you can audiobook or if you can read a graphic novel absorb the story in another way than typical reading through an ebook or a physical book it can help if you're stuck, if if you can't, like, if your brain cannot accept new words, new worlds, like new universes and fantasies, too much for you to, like, you need a for a book where you need a lot of information and you can't process that. You have to change. You can't change the genre. I know I do. I know sometimes I can't do fantasy at all, so I switch to romance and then I read 10 romance books and then I can't come back to fantasy after that. <laughs> so it really depends why you're slumping and you have to ask yourself what's provoking that. Rereading is another tip. Oh yeah. You know, or 
one thing I've seen is pick up a new book, but by a familiar author that you really like. Probably for me, one reason that I go into reading slumps is because I'll do like massive reading months. So like this past February, I read maybe 25 books. And then in March, I read maybe like four or five books. So a lot of times getting out of a reading slump or what helps with a reading slump is just not reading, but not being stressed about it. Like not not thinking like, oh no, I'm not reading, but uh, kind of having the mindset of I'm not in a reading slump. I'm just taking a break from reading. So kind of changing that mindset. Yeah, how about you, Hugh? Do you have any tips? See, I've tried a bunch, but if anything, they just make me slump harder. Like the whole change medium, you know, I'll go and I'll watch a TV show and then I'll binge the TV show instead of reading. (laughs) The change genre tip, I'll try that sometimes and I'll just be reminded why fantasy is my favourite genre. (laughs) Slump harder because these books are not the shit I want to be reading. Yeah, I I think time solves it. Like you just, as Cop said, you have to not stress out about uh, not reading because the more you stress out about not reading, the less you read. So just take it easy and I don't know, watch TV shows, just enjoy the, doing something else for once. It's okay. It's not a competition. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Rumors have it that it is a competition. <laughs> she says it's not a con- competition because she's in first place. Um, you know, I had to um, turn off, kind of turn off my Goodreads challenge. I turned it off and I put it on and I just put one book in my challenge because otherwise I was at 100 um, books to read in 2020, except that 2020 is trash, so I will not manage 100 books. Uh, so I, it was stressing me out and it was stopping me from reading because it sent, oh, it, it, when I'm on Goodreads, it tells me you are 10 books, uh, behind schedule and which makes me more behind schedule. So I had to turn it off. I guess on that note, does the world around you, like the environment around you have an effect on whether or not you get in a reading slump or the type of mood you're in for the specific book, like external factors. So for example, we're in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis. Yes, it has a very strong impact. I think it kind of has to, doesn't it? Yeah, it it does. It has an impact for me. Um, Not so much the world on a greater scale, just more what's happening in my life. Um, Like, you know, well, it's going through a pandemic and all, and that's not really affecting my reading. But the fact that I'm stuck in isolation is, and that my mental health's not been the best recently, does affect it. So, like, external factors do, but not large scale external factors. I suppose more personal ones do. Yeah, like, but don't exist in a vacuum, you know, it's not just um, human read book. There's a lot of like, they said mental health factors or, you know, personal circumstances that will dictate how you feel about a book and not 
necessarily just like in terms of mood reading but you know in one part of your life you can read a book and you know think i'm not particularly a fan of that and then you can read it later at a different point in your life and you know what this book is shit hot (laughs) you know like yeah that's as sam said uh it's more the personal circumstances i i am trying to blame COVID-19 and the isolation and lockdown on my SFF slump, but I was like that even before. So I don't know. Um, I guess sometimes my brain just shut down and I need to put fluffy, sugary thing uh, into it. So it turns on again. (laughs) So it's, that's why I have to um, restart it by by reading romance uh, or by rereading books I like, because uh, that's the only kind of content it accepts. Otherwise, it's just like it rejects everything I try to read. Now my brain one's very full. Thanks a lot for that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've read a few books that were like fairy floss. <laughs> Oh no, that one's actual fairy floss. Who sells fairy floss at twenty minutes to midnight? Sorry, don't mind me. <laughs> it's cute that you guys call it fairy floss. What do you call it? Um, wait. Uh, shit, it's not spun sugar. Um, well, in French, it's baba baba, and in English, I call it. Of course, um, in English. Uh, Does it start with two C's? Or the ac- the acronym is CC. Yeah, cotton candy. Oh, you knew it. <laughs> You're mean. Cotton candy, yeah. But yeah, I know in 2019, I went through like a near year-long reading slump. I don't know how many books I read. Like I did read, but I would go for like four months with reading like maybe half of a book. And... Like at the time, I was living in Mongolia, and which didn't really have an effect on my reading in in and of itself. But I guess for me, external factors kind of in the long run don't really have an effect on my reading. But if I'm really focused on something else, like he was saying, uh, you know, if he starts watching a TV show, you know, get super absorbed into that and I'm kind of the same way you know if I start watching movies or watching a tv show then I can go like two months just doing that and then not reading a book and then I'll start reading and I'll stop watching anything on tv or netflix or anything like that I sort of wonder how much of like mood reading and getting into slumps is like related to executive dysfunction because I know I dysfunction executively on a regular basis so the fact that that sometimes seeps into my reading doesn't seem like much of a surprise I think it's part of it for me because it, it it's like I um I react with reading just like I do with any other aspect of my life so it makes sense that it's executive dysfunction that's the cause for me begin to do the easiest, most obvious things, like reading a book that I will click with immediately 
like rereading books, reading in a genre that's easy to read, uh, instead of taking like having my brain make the extra effort or what it perceives as extra effort to pick something um, more complex or more like different from my current mood. I think it's part of it for me as well. Yeah, for me, I don't think it's so much executive dysfunction as my brain has just been completely overwhelmed and is like, yeah, let's read. And then it's like, ah, reading too much, ah, help, help, help. Um, And then I don't actually end up reading anything. Uh, Or I end up reading so slowly that it's six hours later and I've read five pages of the book and haven't done anything except just looked through the same three apps on my phone on repeat. Um, which has been known to happen on occasion. So it's not so much executive dysfunction as my brain just rejecting anything new or being used when it's not work time. I'm not actually 100% sure what executive dysfunction means, to be honest. Yeah, sorry. So it's like ADHD-related kind of things, like an inability to like focus or do day-to-day tasks without getting distracted. To complete what you said, it's not even just distraction. It's when there is something that seems simple from the outside, doing a simple task. It's like it's this heavy weight you have, additional weight, whenever you try to do something that would seem easy for other people. And it can apply to reading too. I think for me, my biggest issue with that is kind of the balance between reading for fun and reading because I feel like I have other obligations as well. So, I mean, that's kind of like the trap that we fall into as book bloggers is we commit ourselves to more and more. And even though we're doing this because it's our hobby and we love doing it, like sometimes that extra pressure makes it hard for me to do anything. So like, I'll just stare at a book when it's open and it'll take me 30 minutes to get through a page sometimes. Yeah, it's an interesting point because uh, there is the additional pressure, not only uh, for commitments as bloggers, but also of the community at large. When you are on a Discord chat with people who are all reading and all talking about books, um, you feel like you're missing out or you're like somehow a bit broken when you're in a slump. And it's not a very good feeling. I mean, people are not doing it on purpose to make you feel that way. But um, when you belong to a community that's basically uh, about reading and you can't read, it feels a bit shitty. Kind of riffing off what the both of you said too, like there's the, you know, feeling kind of bad because everyone else around you is reading. And then you have these obligations of, you know, review copies sometimes. And it's like sometimes those come in busts. So you could go maybe a few weeks without having any and then you get six at once all within the month that you need to review. And it's like that feeling of I have to read these, I need to finish these and, you know, go and write the review afterwards. Wait, didn't you write a blog post called uh, Book Blogging is Bullshit? It is bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. I mean, it's great and I love it, but it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Going back to an earlier topic, uh, we mentioned kind of joke tone about mood planning, but I was thinking about that and 
I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of those things where I don't think we meant it this way, but you know, sometimes I'll be in the mood to plan out my reading. You know, I'll think next month or in a couple of months, I want to read only books I own. Like, I don't want to buy any new books. I don't want to borrow any new books. I want to only read what's on my shelf. So, like, I'll get in the mood to plan. And sometimes that has helped me with reading slumps. Sort of thinking about my reading a month in advance. You know, going, like, next month I'm going to, you know, read the sequel to this one book. Or next month I'm going to read this book by this author. I'll get in like these random moods to plan out my reading, which sometimes helps with reading slumps for me. You know, man, see when we planned this topic, it was like, we'll talk about reading slumps. Yeah, that'll be fun. 40 minutes later, we've talked about fucking mental health, executive dysfunction, things we do to get as out of it and how it never works. Fuck me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, reading about it, I don't, I don't experience executive dysfunction. So for me, it's not really a factor. Oh, you're lucky. I, I didn't think I did. And then you described it and I think I'm like, <laughs> fuck. When I saw it described for the first time, it was super eye-opening. So, oh my God, I'm not a lazy asshole. I'm actually experiencing something pretty uh, well, not normal, but well known. And I'm a lazy asshole, but mostly that first one. <laughs> Have you ever tried reading a genre that you've completely never read before to get out of a reading slump? You know, you think I'm in a reading slump, so maybe I'm in the mood for, you know, a mystery thriller that I've never read that genre before. See, I try that, then I get like 30 pages and I'm like, where's the fucking magic? Yeah, each time I'm slumping, I, I ask myself, well, maybe it's time to read some litfic. And I realize that I hate that, so I stop. If nobody's killed, nobody uses magic, and nobody kisses, uh, what's the point? Testify. <laughs> I tried to read some nonfiction books and I got like 15% in and I was like, the fucking characters are boring as fuck. There aren't any fucking characters. What's going on? This is not what I'm after. It took me a really long time to realize there weren't any characters in the book. <laughs> that was worrying. Like a hundred pages into a book and I'm like, there are the fucking characters. It's nonfiction though. I mean, I guess it depends on the nonfiction you're reading. Yeah, it was a... Self-help book. <laughs> there were no characters. I mean, if you get into the end of a self-help book and you think this character development is quite shit, <laughs> that's probably a worrying sign. I guess even within the fantasy genre, have you ever tried picking up a book in a completely different subgenre that you normally don't read? You mean there's stuff other than epic fantasy? What? <laughs> no, right. We're in the year 2020 fantasies changed since 50 years ago uh no I, I don't i don't do that now i have a like each time i'm slumping I, I i know that it's not gonna work <laughs> uh i tend to go towards the familiar and not towards the new 
Well, I guess, do we have any closing thoughts on mood reading and book slumps? They suck. Reading is hard. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say that I'm super envious of people who can do these uh, big spreadsheets and actually respect them and respect the schedule of reading. We have friends on the Discord um, uh, channel uh, server that uh, have very specific books they know they're going to read each month and they respect that schedule and i'm like what do you how do you do that what's your secret so yeah these people are my role model that i will never attain so yeah it's okay to be in a reading slump it doesn't make you a bad reader oh thank you cop uh to kind of wrap up on a more positive note uh do any of you guys have books that have that you can credit with taking you out of a reading slump in the past? Um, Strange Practice by Vivian Shaw. Pratchett. Pratchett. <laughs> Sounds like Pratchett, Pratchett, Pratchett. The, that one is going in the fucking audio clips file, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of Barry Pratchett, basically. That is my go-to. I should read some Terry Pratchett. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. Do you have a few that you haven't read yet, or is it going to be a reread? Could go either way. Depends on what I'm feeling like. If only I knew. How very mood reader of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any other final thoughts, or should I just close this out? I guess, like, caught with saying Elliot, like... A lot of us go through, you know, reading slumps, and mid-reading is frustrating as fuck, but there is a kind of solidarity there, and that a lot of us do do it. It's not like a individual, I must feel bad because I am doing this thing. But I do feel bad. <laughs> I know we're not supposed to, but I do feel bad about it. All the time. Oh, you were supposed to end on a positive note, sorry. <laughs> Maybe we should just close there. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the most depressing one we've done yet? Possibly. I don't know. At least there wasn't any weird stuff with uh, weird dogs happening this time. There's no men in dog costumes and no one is trying to, you know, do questionable things to farm animals. But yeah, I mean, I think that there is a reason why at the Fantasy Inn we kind of have this unofficial motto that it's like, this is a hobby, right? Because ultimately this is supposed to be something we do because we enjoy it. And I mean, if we have a hard time with reading for a time period, I mean, there's ways that we can try to get around that. And if we can't get around that, I mean, it's okay to not be like a prolific reader. Like there's nothing saying that you're a bad person if you don't read 500 books a year, right? Or even 50 books a year, right? So there, it's always fine to try different hobbies, do something else and focus on your mental health for a while. And before any of us says something depressing again, we're going to wrap up. <laughs> so I guess that means it's time to turn the question to our audience. Are you a mood reader or do you follow a structured plan? And do you ever struggle with book slumps? We'd love to hear from you on Twitter or come and hop in our Discord server and let us know what you think. As always, you can find us online at thefantasyin.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, consider hanging out with us on social media or maybe subscribing on Patreon. So that's all for this week. Uh, see you next time.